welcome. It's Matt and you're listening to Elite Rugby Banter, special early afternoon edition. And I'm joined this sunny afternoon by Alex. Hi there, Alex. Hi there, Matt. How are you doing? Good. We actually must probably like 200 meters apart. I'm, a, I'm on the other end, the edge of OBS and you on the edge of Mowbray. So I reckon if one of us had a cricket arm, we could throw a ball to each other. My uh, throwing arm is very weak at the moment, so I'm, I've I'm never, I've never developed a, a cricket ball throwing skill. Uh, so. It's good to know you're close. I yeah. feel close to you. Yeah, we're both just either side the end two at this point, and not so close. I'm also joined by Ben. Hi there, Ben. Hello, Matt. How are you? Not too bad. How's life treating you at the moment? Not good. Uh, well, we're still locked down, but my my daughter arrived. I'm not sure if you both declared that on the last part. I don't think we did. I, think I, we'd I don't it think you, you did. Hey? We'd save it for, we, we thought we'd save it for you two. We're not sure what how to break news. Like personal, <laughs> <Yeah>. like, like, <laughs> we, have, we have no personal skills at all. We're really bad at like breaking. Like We're like, oh, fuck it, we're just never going to mention any personal news from anyone unless they bring it up. Is, up, is I think our Pretty standard much. order practice here. Yeah, no, that's that's maybe maybe people don't care, but anyway. Uh, no, but I mean, my, I feel like last time you were on, there was a lot of drama, so I'm glad that there's a conclusion yeah, no, to this. no, no, it was uh, obviously it was pretty stressful, but once everything had kind of, you know, once we were in the hospital and stuff, it all went really smoothly, and Olivia arrived, so now I have a a boy and a girl, which is nice. Oh, okay. Nice full set. Yeah, and then um, yeah, well. Not much more to report. She's she's a good baby so far, but it is early days, so yeah. So is James bringing more or less chips to you now to try and compensate, or is he feeling left out and not bringing chips anymore? Uh, he's pretty. He's not as you know. He kicks up a fuss about a few things, but uh, he's dealing with it quite well. He did bring me some chips no, yesterday. Yesterday <laughs> afternoon, he brought me some chips. So. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Well. Uh, fair enough. Um, yeah, I think last we spoke, uh, let's just jump straight into the news and say last we spoke, we were um, the the British and Irish Lions tour looked like it was coming to SA, and it's now been confirmed for SA. We were supposed to hear in the week about any sort of news about fans, which we haven't heard. So expect that to be old news by the time you guys hear this, because I'm assuming that's the cycle they seem to be working on. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought cool. I'd give that update. And yeah, um, so... Do so, so we know the Rainbow Cup's like a one-time thing? Oh, no, no, this is, is British-Irish. Um, Rainbow Cup... Oh, Cup's, sorry. Rainbow Cup is also... So, Rainbow Cup is essentially a warm-up to basically introduce it. So, sorry, that should also be announced. Um, Rainbow Cup fixture list has been announced in the week. Uh, th- everyone's playing essentially or basically from a South African perspective, we're playing, all the teams are playing three derby matches and then we travel overseas to the north and we all our teams play three away, uh, three games on tour essentially. And then after six rounds, first and second place play a final by the looks of it. And yeah, so as far as I understand, the Rainbow Cup's like a once-off preparation for including the SA franchises and then... Mm. As a, so as a stepping like, stone. Yeah, like a precursor for the Irish Lions, British Irish Lions. Yeah, yeah. but, but I, I also think it's just a bit of a, 
a taster really because obviously trying to start pro whatever would be pro 16, 16. Yeah. under covid would be you know it's you you want to give something every chance to succeed yeah yeah so they're doing and, and that would really you know you'd start sort of on the back foot already so i think it is a relatively clever yeah because you it's know this... kind, of, kind of introduce it in you know get the people a bit psyched yeah. and stuff like that yeah. and in light of the news that like that the lines are coming I think it's like a good opportunity to kind of stress test the like local hosting, but uh, I don't yeah. know if they're going to allow. Well, we we don't know if they're going to allow crowds for either the British Irish Lions or the the um, Rainbow Cup. Yeah, yeah, so, it, it would be good. What what's that tournament that's always a year before the Football World Cup? The Confederation. Oh, um, it's a there's the African. Yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, but it's always a year before the football world cup in the in the host city. Uh, I think that is the country. confederation cup. And, and it's like it's like just literally it's like a warm up of the maybe yeah. we can can be a last minute you know Test. preparation. Yeah, because so. I think this is now essentially because Pro 14 I think is not finished for the season or it's close well, the final to. Final was this last weekend. Yeah, it was this last. Yeah, so I wasn't entirely sure. And then I was, and then so they all in post playing Rainbow Cup in postseason, so to speak, and we'll be playing it as a warm up towards the tour, and then going ahead because the season then will start. So I'm assuming we'll run full Pro 16 season come July or whenever they kick off. Mm. Yeah. 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 I guess that's the plan. It's, it's. I mean, it's fine. Like. Yeah, it's interesting. We, it's the whole thing's like a bit of a messy marriage, so it may as it's well inevitable. Just, may as well just kick off with a messy tournament like this. Yeah. yeah no, but I, but I think everyone sort of acknowledges that this is going to be a bit of a mess, and there could be games cancelled and blah blah blah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there was um I don't know I shared in the group there was a guy sharing uh, on Twitter if you came to him as a South African fan looking for which Northern Hemisphere pro. Pro team, you should be supporting. You know, just tweet him who you, who who you support now. Who's your all-time favorite? Who's your current favorite, and all that. Mm. So I told him, you know, Kings, slash Elephants, <laughs> all-time Ferreira, Skulk Ferreira, Lionel Cronier is my two all-time favorites. C.J. Fellerman is my current favorite. Why do I love them? You know, scrappy and useless. Why I hate them? <laughs> Can never get anything off the ground. And then. So and the guy was too credit, like he gave everyone like, okay, you should do Skylets, blah 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 blah. Me, just zebra, full stop. <laughs> no, just, no, no, like explanation why. Just the shit Italian side, go. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, like maybe you should, uh, especially if you're supporting Pro for like 16, maybe you just pivot straight to the Stormers. Yeah, just like ah, this other shit also. Like I, yeah. I, I, I know administrative fuck ups when I see them, and this is, yeah, <laughs> this is a, this is its thing for that I look for in a team. That, that could be like a firefighter, or everyone's, you know, just walking away from the stormers and stuff. Matt's just striding in, you know. I'll, I'll just fool, dig out my fools, old fools walking where angels dare to tread, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll dig out my old Western Province jersey. It's lying around somewhere. Yeah. But but I, I think you've disassociated yourself from the Stormers quite nicely because when we started doing the pod, you were kind of 50-50 Stormers Kings. Yeah. Now you full-blooded Kings, even though I don't think I think the Kings have played about three games at that time. Yeah, no, look, I think they've oh yeah, they've, like I've watched a fair bit of like when they were playing pro 
Pro 14, man. Yeah, Pro 14. I, like, I watched a fair few of those games. I think I managed to catch all three of their wins somehow through luck alone. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. The wins themselves with you, like alone. Yeah, definitely. And somehow those were ones I was around for. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's the Rainbow Cup. We wish them well. I actually do hope, seeing as now Super Rugby seems like a dead dream, that I do hope that this pro, this pro relationship actually does pay off for us long term. Yeah. And I don't think we need to wax lyrical about the the whether or not it's worth going overseas uh, north and all that. I think that's been stated. Yeah, it's kind of, we'd be on that point now. Yeah, so I mean, the big question, obviously, with the version of Lions Tour being announced is whether they're going to be crowds still allowed. I mean, Matthew yeah. and I both got tickets for local game. Yeah, um, there was a heat. I remember there was quite a discussion in the group chat on last week when they made the announcement on, like, what the vaccine rollout looks like in SA yeah. at least. Well, I mean, it's a it's a big question, and like obviously, you know, UK fans are also rightly concerned. Like a lot of them were planning travel and probably still are. Yeah. But um, you know, quite a few people jumped the gun in the UK buying tickets for games that were not announced, mm. and now there's like quite a you know, a lot of people are quite sour, even though you know we never, no one ever confirmed the fact that. The, the tour was going to move to yeah, UK. That's my favorite part is how those tickets ended up. Well, I suppose, like, so the tickets we heard, like, are the ones for Japan and that those could still technically mm. go ahead as, like, warm up games for before the tour kicks off, before they come south. Yeah. I think that Japan game's still happening. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason for that not to happen. I'm mean, like, the box should be, you know, we should actually be the ones, not necessarily playing Japan, but, like, Playing a warm-up yeah. game. Like the US, yeah. we should get the US to come visit us or something. Yeah, or something. Like, I'm yet to hear a plan for the... Um, well, box, there, there, like... was, there was sort of rumors of Argentina, which I get, wouldn't really make sense because they're not really functioning at No, the, the Aguarios are. They're storming through that SRAR. So whoever... No, 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 I know, but, but we would need an international team that's kind of, quote-unquote, assembled. Yeah. Um, maybe Australia. They, they oh, announced. Yeah, they announced the squad. Like, for whatever reason, they thought it necessary this weekend to announce the squad. Wonder, there's a three-day alignment camp or whatever, isn't there? Yeah, it's yeah. like a forty. What is it? Forty-one man squad or something, Steve? It's a big squad with like, uh, with zero. Like, I think all the hookers. Are... Yeah, I, I saw. I saw people. Like, it kind of shows how how broad the squad was. Yeah, like if you look though, it's hilarious because like all the hookers have asterisks next to their names <laughs> saying like denotes uncapped player. Yeah, it was a bit weird. Like they, because the, I think the coach was uh, Rennie or, or whoever, someone of coaches, um, mm. was like, oh, we know, we know what the other hookers like for Lafanga offer. Um, mm. so it's an opportunity for us to you know try a new blood, and you're like, okay, but what about like every other position? Yeah, like, why? Do you not know? Why well, is he? Serrania has to offer, even though he's like hasn't played in half a year. I mean, Alan Alan Toe is in that list, and they know exactly what he offers. Yeah. A fucking high tackle when it needed. Josh. <laughs> no, no, that's not Josh Kearney. It's jo- is that Josh Kearney, or jo- is that a typo? Because it's Josh Kemeny. Uh, I think like Josh Kearney. Oh, is. Australia tried to pick Rob Cardi. Is that their, is that their <laughs> plan? Who the fuck is Josh Kemeny though? I haven't even seen exactly these. like 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 that's when I was reading these squads. I was like, okay, I'm not I'm not following it hard at the moment. Yeah, but I, I was like, 
Who's he's he playing for? Uh, fuck. I mean, I always get confused between Rebels and Force players, but he plays for one of them. He's a loose forward. Oh, okay. And, yeah, I mean, on your argument of, like, we know what Falafayenga has to offer, they've got James O'Connor here. <laughs> yeah, like, James I, O'Connor. It's super weird, they're like, the hook is the one thing we don't need to test. And you're like, okay. <laughs> we saw, solid, we know what, we know what Falafayenga offers. Yeah. 75% accurate, accuracy at line-out and about an 85 to 90% accuracy at more tries. Pretty much. Let's see, yeah, no, it's not a, yeah, I mean... Seru Uru's... Oh, 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 is Australia say? getting a tour now in June? No, well, they were super keen to host the Lions, so I'd assume not. No, but they, no, they must fuck off. No, no, they were, that's what I'm saying. Like, So they were obviously host, offering to host it instead yeah, but of I mean, having they do any it other games. Simultaneously while France toured them or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I, just... I wouldn't mind Australia-France at the moment. I reckon that would be a decent, a decent that series. That could be kind of fun to watch, yeah. I wouldn't put it past Australia to like ditch whatever series they had incoming in the hopes that they could get the Lions. Yeah. And then like scratch into Italy or whoever was just like, what the fuck, guys? <laughs> we were coming, weren't we? <laughs> sure, I said Scotland even though they take the British Lions. <laughs> well, well, after Scotland's success, they're calling for 80% Lions to be Scottish. Oh, Christ. I don't see why not. Um, yeah, let's on that. Um, so <laughs> congratulations. Okay? Sorry, Alex. Congratulations on Scotland beating France and thus making Wales Six Nations champions in the most Welsh manner possible, I reckon. Just quietly behind closed doors on a quiet Wednesday evening. Like, congrats, <laughs> you're the winners, go away now. <laughs> like, it's the sad, I think it's the most sad, like, way to win a trophy. Just like, cool, in your little COVID bubble, like, alone in a shed somewhere. Congrats. Yeah. No, it is. Like, like I, I really don't like it when... Um... Obviously, you know, because of timing or whatever, it happens sometimes. But when a team's fate is kind of taken out of their own hands, yeah, it's a bit depressing. Like you, you want it to be like, um, like that Man City, Man U. Oh yeah, when the whole Premiership right rode on oh, the last. Yeah, yeah. In, it was when we, it was when we were at uni. I remember. Oakley yeah, Park. exactly. It was like ten years ago. <laughs> but um, <laughs> and we still remember. <laughs> yeah. one, the... I really didn't watch football. But, um, it was just a tense day in the like, pub. Well, there was like there was like one really. minute where... we probably we probably heard about like two weeks later or whatever. Yeah, yeah remember like, all uh, that yelling you heard. There was like one team. Well, I think it was Man Man U that like basically won their game yeah. and put them on top of the table, and then like in the 60 seconds while they were celebrating, Sergio Aguero scored a winner for Man City. I think. Yeah, I think so. And, yeah. Like basically that was enough to. To for them to win the Premiership or the Premier League, so um, <coughs> there was like a 60-second window in Man U thought they were champions, yeah. but uh, like that's kind of thrill you want from sport watching. Like you want people to have to watch like on multiple screens, you know, yeah, to like get the final result kind of thing. Not that like but, a week later it's hanging in the balance. Yeah. With a side like fucking France that could that like it could have gone either way as well. So, like, it was tense. It wasn't yeah. like it was a, a foregone thing. Exactly. Like, France could have France that one so badly and <laughs> won it or lose it by, like, 50. Yeah. But anyway, um, I think still my favorite was the permutations are simple, guys, and they ran through all the scoring brackets, and it's just England finishes fifth, England finishes fifth, England <laughs> finishes fifth on each yeah. one. <laughs> um, so, yeah. That's all we really 
gear bad. Like, I don't really care if Wales win or Scotland win or France win. As long as England comes second last. <laughs> I, I, I can't tell you who's won any Six Nations, but I can tell you everyone England have come fifth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. pretty much. Um, so, yeah, speaking of that, there's also now lots of calls for Eddie Jones's head and someone else to take over from coaching. Obviously, the news and the media want players to say, you know, have their say how they think of Jones. But as far as I think, the players are all generally in his favor, right? If I remember yeah, well, correctly. the problem is you don't want to speak out against the coach and then he keeps his job. Yeah. Because so, then you, obviously, that. Um, I wouldn't like like I'm not one for for ditching the coach when things go badly, but I also kind of feel Eddie's Eddie's sort of run his race. Yeah, like he's not like winning I'm, them the next World Cup. Yeah, like, well maybe maybe he is, but I I don't feel I feel he's he's established the squad. Yeah. And it's a, you know it's a it's a good team, but yeah. I just I just feel it's at a point where I don't see. Much, much being added from him. Let's say that. Yeah, so what they should be looking at is like a new so, attacker. So, so I, you want something, you know, just someone to kind of shake things up a bit to be like, okay, listen, we believe you have the players here to win the World Cup, and I, I genuinely believe they do. Mm-hmm. Now, now make it into that because th- that's the problem. Like I feel Eddie, he built to the the 2019 World Cup. Yeah. And now he's just sort of in in free fall a bit because he's just kind of playing the same, you know, the same brand of rugby with the same guys. With oh. but I mean, isn't that part of the problem? So like, you know, he it's a bit like Wales in the um, uh, Wales. Or, um, I think if I no, I think Wales in like 2018, where they yeah. peaked like a year too early. Oh, Ireland. Yeah, man, I'm thinking of Ireland. Sorry. Ireland, um, um, Wales peaked in like the beginning of 2019. They almost went yeah. into the tournament at one. Wales, Wales peaked just on time. It just turned out their peak wasn't that good. <laughs> they peaked, no, 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 look, they were world one, number one going into the tournament. Yeah. They peaked like three weeks ahead of the tournament. <laughs> yeah, but it turns out they were world number one because they just didn't play any of the property. Oh, so. true. Yeah. But like, that's kind of what I mean, right? I mean, yeah. so, you know, if you're, if you're England now, can you like really say that like you know nothing has changed post like twenty nineteen World Cup? Because like that was probably their best chance of winning it all, and they bottled it. And like you know our guys like Winnie Puller and Winnie Puller and Laws and um, Itoje. No Itoje, whatever. <laughs> but like you know there's I'm there's like an older there's like a generation of players that you like. You probably should have won the World Cup in 2019, but you didn't, and it's just too bad. And that was your one chance, and there's no you point know, you, hanging on to him. Yeah, and Eddie's kind of like that relic as well, and it's hard to say whether the problem is him or the generation of players, or you know, like should we really still be seeing Ford and Farrell at 10-12 with Slade at 13? Like this formula hasn't changed since 2019. Basically, and I don't know if that's an E. Jones problem or if it's just an England problem. So, like getting rid of him now, and like you say, Ben, like you don't, the players are speaking out for him, but at the same time, you're like, well, it's either the players are the problem or the coach, right? Hmm. Chances are, I mean, 
Yeah, I, I would I would say because a lot of those players have a history of success at club level, massive yeah. success at club level. So logically, you kind of have to say yeah. uh, suspiciously good success. Yeah, yeah it's, it's almost like the, the the deck was stacked in their favour. Yeah, but yeah, yeah but this. Anyway, I guess I guess we'll see how. I'm guessing that news will break tomorrow. Yeah, the news joins Yeah, speaking. Well, I mean, I think what we should do is thank Australian media then, because they had the good sense to fire their coach over the weekend at least. Hmm. So yeah, New South Wales shock scra- uh, firing of Rob Penny over the weekend after their loss to who did they lose again? Uh, there wasn't the Reds. Reds yeah. this weekend. Fuck, I can't even remember the games. It was a big one as well. But yeah, big score. But yeah, after I think didn't was it last week or the week before where they even said like it's fine, we're not we're not looking to get rid of him. I'm, I'm like, guessing this, but I'm guessing this is a reaction to their force loss. I think because it's, re- yeah, it's realistically they they're always going to lose to the Brumbies and the Reds. Yeah. They're, well, I think it's the the the, um, the, the scoreline as well. Yeah, but if they'd like, if they'd recovered a bit of dignity and like lost by 15 points or something to the Reds, then maybe Penny could have been like, you know, there's hope, there's still hope or something. But I don't know, like losing by 50 or whatever they lost by, it was like a bit too embarrassing, well, I guess. I, I don't like, like I looking at their their personnel, their their team. And the Reds team. If someone had told me that score line with those teams, I would have been like, "Yeah, that makes sense." Yeah. Yeah. And oh, look, it's the same. Every, they the weakest team in that conference. Yeah. On 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 paper, I don't know. To be honest, I don't think firing a coach is the the solution here. You got to open your checkbook and so that's... you know if you if you want immediate success, you need to you need to pay for it now at this point. Yeah, because I mean that's part of it. So they, in the same breath that they fired Penny, is like the article also says like the Waratahs also spent the least money on signing players and so forth in the off season, in the build up to the Super Rugby season that they just were the least prepared and they gave him the least to work with. They know they gave him the least to work with, and I mean yeah, it's it's, it's almost like um, it's almost like constructive dismissal. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean. For what it's worth, I I think that the the Waratahs squad is better than the Force squad. Um, I the think squad, got... yeah, but I I think the Force can put out a better fifteen. Maybe yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, let me. Based on based on the, if you ask me, uh, yeah, Jack Maddox and <laughs> yeah, basically I think Kahui is better than Jack Maddox. No, I don't. I love Jack Maddox. Not so much now. He's become a Waratah. He should have the Waratah. I'm just saying that now. He's not. He's not good for a try anymore like he used to be. But how do you think? How how do you think he'll be as a guillotine leader? Oh, I think he will be great. He, imagine him playing next to Adam Ashley Cooper in, in LA. But I think I like I rate um, the Tulika to you. I rate Fergusy Warner. Um, I rate Bernard Stunder. But honestly, like the rest of the the force, like okay, maybe Kurt Ronnie. But like, you know, 
Jack McGregor, Brian, Byron Ralston, um, Henry Taifu, the center. Like, I don't know, the, the Waratahs have some pretty good names and guys like Maddox and Norgan yeah, but, 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 but they have a, they have, remember we were talking about it, like, um, when you have like a development season. Mm. Yeah. When you know you say you say fuck it, you you put your you put your old oaks out to pasture, you open up a lot of salary cap, and you you develop your young talent. Yeah. Okay. The, this is this is clear to it was clear. Well, at least I thought it was clear. Okay, this is what the Waratahs are going for. Yeah. So it's news to I think most of Sydney Ben. I think it's yeah. So 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 <laughs> this is this is why like like obviously yeah like if. If the development season wasn't their intention, yeah, they fucked up big time and the coach must go. But the impression was that it was a development season. Well, I think most people sort of wrote last season off as a development season already. But so, but last season yeah. was so tumultuous to put a yeah. Like how can you can't really argue that it was a development season with like what was it like five or six rounds of actual Super Rugby? massive break and then just throwing some tournament together at the end well yeah if, if by, by this logic the chief should have fired Gatlin well they kind of did they just sent him back north yeah. like go on a training course for the life. They, they didn't need to he just left he's like I'm taking a sabbatical guys yeah. I'm clearly shit at this at this offloading rugby I can't do it it was it's, it's, yeah. it's like your, your boss calls you in to fire you and then you quit yeah, basically, like, they, <laughs> or like they walked into an office to buy him. There's like a steaming. He's just and he's just packing his desk like quietly, yeah. like, uh, sorry, whoops, <laughs> you caught well, me. That, that, well, that's sort of a in a bit of a crossover episode. Now, Gatlin's name is being put forward for the Lions jo- uh, for the England job. Oh Christ! Ugh, I mean, why not? Uh, just because uh, he clearly can't coach. this is sort of the, the hot thing at the moment, though. You just name a coach. Um, yeah. Alex actually on Twitter nominated me for the. For I'll, the I'll back you in. Yeah, well, I'm just like I feel as the coach of England rugby. If I said I want to see Ben Stokes, they would probably let me. They would. Yeah, I'd just be like, yeah, I wanna, I wanna just you know share best practice with Ben Stokes, <laughs> and then bang, what's that? I take off my shirt and we're rolling. Yeah, <laughs> suddenly there's a fight. Um, yeah. but yeah, like uh, so. Just get back to Penny. Um, I think it was stupid to fire him. Mm. I think it was particularly stupid to fire him in season. Yeah. But I don't necessarily think it was like. Um, I don't. I don't necessarily think he's blameless. Let me put it that way. I think oh, there's no. so much wrong at the Waratahs. I think they got a bad roster. I don't think it's the worst roster in the conference, but you know it's a bad roster. I think the coaching was pretty meh. Um, I think obviously the board is fucked up because they let um, Carmichael Hunt walk, and yeah. apparently he was prepared to yeah, play half for, his salary or something. Like yeah, that. he was going to play for like almost nothing, and mm-hmm. I don't I don't think Penny's to blame for the fact that he just disappeared. Yeah. So like obviously there's plenty of blame to go around. Like I don't think that's an issue, um, but. Yeah, firing the coach. It's clearly just an intent to scapegoat someone. Because it's also and... like they fired him with zero fucking plan. Because, as I yeah. said, they're not, they, they, their current plan is that his two assistant coaches will sort of co-head coach. And they're not going to replace him, so to yeah. speak, until 2022 season. 
which is like not going to benefit anyone. Like, so the, yeah. they, yeah, they're not going to see fuck all because now you've got yeah. two two heads trying to coach a side. Yeah, um, and and they've got plausible like deniability because like whatever happens next, they can be like, well, Jeb's hospital pass. What do you expect? Yeah, exactly. So whereas yeah. at least with Penny, they could have been like, okay, <laughs> they, they gave Penny a hospital pass and they fired him. In all fairness, so maybe they'll just fire these guys as well. Oh fuck! Are we gonna? Are they just gonna fire like everyone and we're gonna like? Guys, is Rod Kafer going to coach the Waratahs? Is that what you're saying? Well, someone was saying um, Checker needs to come back. I well, saw no, that but so, so, so this is the cycle. But what they're saying now is maybe Eddie Jones will coach the Waratahs. <laughs> but will Eddie Jones go back to Australia? Cause it's like a never-ending... We act like the only like six coaches in the world. And yeah. It's like... It's like one of those, you know, those little puzzles where you try and line up like the picture, yeah. I've and got you a, only have one square to move the know, whole time. Yeah. Do you know who needs to return to the Tars? Ledesma. Jake White. No, Jake White oh. was at the Brumbies. Because eh? yeah, Ledesma was almost there as scrum coach under Checker. Yeah, they they were good then. So Ledesma just come back as head coach and just turn them into like a, and just pick up like Madrano, Cabelli, and all of them from the force just secretly. <laughs> <laughs> just only coaching only coaching Spanish or must adapt gets creepy there as translator just creepy just sort of with his hands in the air frustrated like what the fuck am I supposed, supposed to translate this shit into English no no it's oh. yeah but uh, that's what I'm saying it's just uh, that's just a fuck up yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's the news in for Penny and Sydney. We wish him well in his future endeavours. Um, so, two two news articles related to New Zealand. Let's do this one first. Um, so the New Zealand Players Union. Let's. We will. Uh, let me read the headline properly. We will not grant approval. Players Union pen shock letter to NZR over multi-million dollar equity sale. So. An American holding company wanting to be the next in a list of com- companies that are investing in rugby want to buy a chunk of NZR. Um, the players' union have lashed out against this idea, saying you know it'll cut off the sort of not so much not that it makes not financial sense to do it, but like the idea of like New Zealand losing a bit of their own autonomy and. Maybe yeah, their cultural yeah, I mean, impact and so forth more than that. Yeah, there, there are a few sort of small points that sort of, I guess, weighed up to to an argument. Like yeah. one was, yeah, the, the autonomy to sort of once you embed with one sponsor, you know, you kind of lose quite a lot of flexibility with other sponsors. They were saying that there's a, there's a vote on the board, which these people would now get. And obviously, you know, depending on how other things go there, vote could be very significant then they also talked about how they are trying to make new zealand rugby this is not just the all blacks now this is new zealand sevens new zealand women um a few and super rugby so this is all sort of under the same sort of umbrella company in new zealand umbrella organization i'm not sure if it's actually a company but they're also saying that like Obviously, and I think we've noticed as well, there's been a push to make New Zealand rugby more more inclusive, you know, including more of the sort of the, the Maori the Maori aspects and the yeah. the Pacifica aspects. 
and they're saying by selling to effectively an Anglo-American company, that's not really the message they want to be yeah. putting forward. You know, we're, we're, it does reading between the lines here. It is a bit of a, you know, hey, you know, d dance for me, sort of your, you know, yeah. your sort of quote unquote white masters, like, <clears throat> yeah, which obviously is not the, not the. I think that is a bit of an inference, but it is. This is a consideration to take as well. Yeah. And then, yeah, there are a few other things. So, like, when I heard about this deal, I was like, cool, good for them. But now the Players Union have laid it out. I've been like, oh, I can sort of see see the arguments both sides. And it does seem the Players Union, they actually have a, a proper vote on this. So if they don't want it to go ahead, it won't go ahead. Yeah. I think it's interesting because, like, um, obviously we've seen similar deals, well, we've seen one similar deal here in South Africa with the Sharks, and, you know, it's not something that crossed my mind, like the, the loss of autonomy or the loss of a cultural connection. I mean, maybe that's naive, but, um, you know, I think we put a lot less cultural significance on something like rugby here than you see in New Zealand. And also, to be, you know, quite blunt, we need money a lot more. Mm. So, you know, we need capital behind our local rugby in order to retain as many of our best players as possible. New Zealand probably could do the same, but it's just never really been an issue. Like, they can hemorrhage players, and there's always someone just as good to take their players. But so they... Their, their currency competes as well, which I think is so useful for them. Yeah, I mean, like, that, the fact that know, they can maintain their line in the sand, only select local All Blacks, and still obviously put out the best team in the world, speaks volumes, like, not just about their economy, but, like, the local culture and their rugby environment. And that's why when something like this deal comes along, I can fully understand them being like, you know, we could take the easy way out, we could take the money, but we don't need to. We don't need to sell out. Um, we don't have the luxury, so if you know if anyone's listening, you want to invest in storms, please. But uh, I, was, basically... I, was, I, was, I was about to say on the on the theme of today's episode, do you think these guys are coming going to come knocking on South Africa's door? No, well, I mean, Stormers like, have chased like, away it, like it two. Does seem sort of, it, two sort of no, no, but not, not the Stormers go to you know go to Rassi, the one man who can actually get stuff done. Yeah, yeah. Rough. or like invest in the cheaters or something. Yeah. But you know, no, no. Yeah, but so, like this would, this is, a, this would be a broader picture than just one club. Yeah, so, so, I might, yeah. to be honest, South Africa could probably do with the money. And... Yeah. Exactly. But I, I can fully understand why, like the players in New Zealand don't want to sell out. Like I get it, and I respect them. I think it's cool. And also, there's an argument for a, a foreign sort of element coming to spend a lot of money and sway on that, and that. When that, I mean, another example of how that goes badly wrong, although it's kind of going right for one of them, but just sort of from a branding and what Ben said, the wiggle room with sponsors is that Gil, whatever corporate entity that owns two MLR teams, and now those teams are stuck with absolutely stupid fucking names in the Gil Gronies <laughs> and Giltinis. And that's purely from just the guys from overseas, i.e. Australia, putting money into the U.S., yeah, no, it is. A, it is, and then obviously there are knock-ons because you also wonder how much stuff that happens doesn't sort of see the light as mm -hmm. well. Like, do do they block sort of 
you know, do they say, no, we want the team to sort of look like this and block this transfer, oh, don't promote that guy, we want this, you know. So the like, Giltinis have done that kind of be, by essentially playing an ex-Australian side, like, I mean... I, li- I like the, I can see what the Giltinis are going for, and I can kind of respect that they so, are setting themselves up as sort of like the, the Real Madrid of... Yeah, so um, the, what the, what's happened is that they've sort of circumvented the rules, they've traded away a lot of their draft picks for other teams' foreign player picks. And that's mm. how they've like circumvented the foreign player cap by just... That's, that's so American, and I love it. You can I have our it. draft picks, we just allowed more foreign players, and then they've got Adam Ashley Cooper and Matt Gitto now, and DTH van der Merwe. Yeah, also, I can't imagine a draft pick's actually super valuable in MRR. Uh, I don't know. I think it has its, it has some value. Especially at if least, you... At least, at least... Unless if you want to play MRL, you have to enter the draft. Yes, because I think especially if you are actually, unlike them, like actually capped for, at the number of foreign players, then I think a draft becomes a little bit more valuable. Yeah. But I mean, like, like Ben says, if you're limiting participation in the league to draft entrants, because that's what obviously happens Yeah. like in NFL. a lot of other... Uh, yeah, a lot of other sports. Well, I mean, you don't limited. The draft isn't the only way to get into the league into like somewhere like the NFL. You can be an undrafted free agent, but um, you but can't. But you have to enter the draft to be undrafted. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, you, you can't, can't somehow just... like you know skip the draft and then just sign with, with whichever team you mm-hmm. want. You've got to go. Yeah, you've got to be available for draft, so to speak. Exactly. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't know exactly what kind of system they're developing at the MLR, but obviously they're looking to rely on big names from foreign countries first to establish it, so I'm assuming they're not doing, like, complete gatekeeping just yet. Mm. Um, in which case, you'd much rather have, like, the rights to an Adam Ash Cooper and a Matt Gitter instead of, I don't know, some guy called Rex yeah. Toyota from Utah State. Rex McMahon. Yeah, with like... L- literally just made that up. He's probably an MRL player. Oh, no, that's, my, that's my favorite part, is just looking up player names. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but yeah, yeah so it sounds a bit stupid to be honest, but anyway. Uh, and anyway, so yeah, that's uh, other news in related to New Zealand is that World Rugby has announced their support, and by support I mean financial backing of the two Pacific Island Super Rugby teams that are hoping to break into the Super Rugby Aotearoa at this rate. So, I mean, look, knee-jerk reaction, it's good news, It's it sounds like an excellent idea, like that these teams are severely under-supported and if World Rugby can give them money to sort of get players to play for there and sort of have adequate coaching, adequate facilities and all that, that's fantastic. I I think putting money into those two teams is an excellent idea. But then sort of breathing on the idea and seeing as this idea, this has been brought up now, is that World Rugby is now sort of either setting a precedent for other Tier 2 nations and teams to be able to do get access to this or is it just that these Pacific Island sides are just like the the favoured of World Rugby and no one else is going to get this well, treatment yeah it does sort of create a bit of a dangerous precedent because at the end of the day these teams are effectively private companies yeah 
they obviously they they do have a very strong affiliation to their to their unions but like at the end of the day the crusaders aren't new zealand rugby yeah the and in the same way so at world rugby that's their sort of power and their funding power my understanding was it it was towards um it was towards uh, individual like, individual nations like, yeah so that's the thing so, so you know world rugby could give money to samoa or kenya or whatever but they couldn't actually um so i mean that's the thing so the, the one side the is the fijian drawer so it is technically so it's like the like the jaguars so to speak but mm. so like the fijian version of that so that's the thing that would be like world rugby giving money to the jaguars I yeah, suppose which, it's the equivalence. Equivalency. No, but then, then sort of the, the argument happens. Like, you're like, okay, cool. Obviously, Samoa and Fiji and stuff, they are rugby hotbeds or whatever. Yeah. But, no, that's but thing, what yeah. are we actually testing this on? Because surely somewhere like Kenya has more need. Yeah, definitely. Like Kenya, but I think they, yeah. I don't know. I think their focus is on like sevens at this point. No, no, but, yeah, but, I mean, but, but I you guess... know. You know, it's such a it's such a slippery slope sort of thing. But then, on the other hand, I understand because from watching that oceans apart thing, it seems like the corruption is so rife in Fiji and Samoa and that yeah. giving money to the actual rugby union, you might as well just give it to like a you know a politician or whatever. Like, yeah. so yeah. yeah see. But yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like it's such a like, like it's such a double-edged headline. Like, part of me is like immediately like. That's excellent. I'm so glad to hear that. No, well, we we need Wales more teams for draft. We, we more... need more teams in these leagues for draft anyway. So yeah, exactly. So two more teams there. That's fantastic. But at the same time, like it's two teams we like to watch playing rugby. That they, they are a lot of fun whenever we see them play, like on the national international level and all that. So like you immediately like this is awesome. This is good news. But then yeah, like the second you sort of sit and think, you're just like ugh. But this opens up so many fucking trap doors yeah it's it's such a it's such a yeah yeah we'll see but yeah so all the best i actually i'm still looking forward i think to the fijian drua and moana specifica so i think it's yeah so samoa and tonga playing together i'm assuming as moana that's something if uh if a big corporate sponsor got hold of like fiji or whatever i reckon they could probably take them to winning the world cup in 12 years i don't know winning the world cup but uh if you if you if you took those Fijians and you paid them, you know, and you retained every player. So like well, what you're saying is the Jaguars model, the old Jaguars model. Yeah. Because in terms of natural talent, like they're up there with New Zealand. Yeah. Like it's just. If you look, yeah, I mean, if you look at how many of them have... are Fijian born. Or Fijian related in New Zealand. Yeah, also, instead of now players born in Auckland with a Fijian grandparent are like, oh, fuck, I'm going to go chase bucks in Fiji. Yeah. <laughs> fuck, imagine mm. that Imagine that backwards shift. <laughs> yeah. I mean, most of the Fijians, like in the national team, are playing top flight rugby in France anyway, right? Yeah, so that's the thing. So that's why we're saying, like, you need to basically fund it well enough that they can all play, like, under the Aguirre's model, bring them all back from Europe. Yeah, and, and have them, always have been have sort of them playing to, as together. a core unit playing together. Yeah. Sort of build that stability out of it. It would be interesting because it sort of would take away what maybe what is Fijian about the Fijian side and that they, they just come together for this moment. Like 
them being together for yeah, extended they periods. Are, they almost force to play like a barbarian side because they just never have time to prepare. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like maybe if they have time to prepare, you actually lose what makes them special and good. Yeah, maybe. Maybe their sort of their brilliance comes from their improv skills. It must hmm. be like it's like watching the blues trying to maul. <laughs> Never yeah. seen this thing in their life, trying their best now. Fuck it, fuck it's painful yeah. to watch her. Could it can cause more all the rest of the foot like what the fuck? More? What is a more? Eklund's like calling like a line out move, the rest of the squad's like, Jesus Christ, what is this move? Clearly yeah. clearly they don't practice this. Like it's oh god, it's like watching a bunch of retards try to fuck a doorknob. <sighs> Well, I think like I think the Brummies have given up on practicing their rolling balls with Flavanga and Hooker, because yeah. like they seem to only score rolling balls score rolling balls when uh, Lachlan and Lonergan's on. Yeah, and like actually. I think they just assume that they're still good at yeah. rolling balls, but they're actually not. Yeah, like Flavanga must just know how it happens in the background. Um, let's say let's kick off then with a traditional Friday Saturday doubleheader. So first game Friday was. Highlanders versus Hurricanes. Mm. And yeah, this this was actually a lot of fun to watch. And a pity for the Highlanders to go down in the end. With Jordy Barrett, I mean, credit to Jordy Barrett for now having the most points scored in Super Rugby Aotearoa. Uh, Mwanga had that record for all of one week, I think. Hmm. It's like, like the Man United Man City. Yeah, like, like the very next game in Aotearoa, Jordy managed to beat him at it. Jordy seems to have stepped into a kind of like the more. I think Jordy heard me talk shit about him being not the best idea to go to ten, and now no, he's no, like, oh, but, fuck you. <laughs> no, but like the the more sort of pressure he has on him, the more he seems to perform. Like not a lot more pressure, the the less big names he has around him. Yeah. Uh, so when he's like like, like Jordy playing for his club must fucking be phenomenal. He so he must. So like you're saying, like he's the brightest diamond in like like a pig and shit. Yeah, I don't know. Like he's like uh, I wouldn't say like a flat track bully, but he's like uh, I don't I, I don't know how you would describe it. Like like he just sparkles the most. Like, I guess in almost all the garbage. Yeah, like, like he just sparkles. Uh, flat track bully, like the more uphill you no, make but, but him not, run, the faster you get. No, but not really, though, because he doesn't necessarily... It's just the sort of the weaker the Hurricanes come, the better he becomes. So by yeah. him being the shiniest thing in the squad, he yeah. excels by being the shiniest thing. So there must be a good analogy here. Maybe okay. Adam would come up with it. Yeah, maybe. But oh, yeah, yeah Adam is in car today, by the way. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> in case anyone hasn't noticed, <laughs> two hours later, Adam's not here, by the way. Um... Yeah, uh, but yeah, I reckon I enjoyed this game. It was, just, it was actually a lot of I've missed because I mean this was like the first one in like three weeks that we have, that we had a Friday morning New Zealand game. Oh, it was great! It was so much fun, and it's part of what I missed the most about. Yeah, this this is the best thing about COVID. Now I'm working from home. I can watch these. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, because for you it's like ten o'clock in the morning. It's too late to like, yeah, no, start skiving off at work. Yeah, yeah, like actually you're kind of into work at that point as well. Yeah. You can't just uh, you can't just like break your rhythm. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, so Tudge also won the Tudge versus Pudge at twenty two battle. 
just I thought I'd just throw that out there. And another sort of key point of this match is Aaron Smith is now officially the most capped Highlander of all time. I'm assuming next week he's going to still be the most capped and continue to make that gap a bit bigger over whoever next next is. And the least capped Highlander also made a huge impact on the game, and that was Jimeno coming on in the second half. Mm. He was busy. Surely, he surely anyone who hasn't played for the Highlanders is the least cap Highlander. Well, he's got more caps than I do. Yeah, he's got more caps now, but I feel like he has 20 minutes under his belt, Ben. So at this point, of the Highlanders, yeah, of the Highlanders, he squad. actually, I thought, I thought he had good impact. He did. Like he came on and definitely swung the game. Yeah. I think he's like on my team. He's most probably the third or fourth best score. With only like 20 minutes. Very well. No, no, he was excellent, and he didn't do too badly in Aaron Smith's little celebratory hucker either. Mm, I didn't see that. Yeah, that well, I saw that there with Hug. I didn't see him. Yeah, he was there in the background, which was nice. I was like, ah, he's been there. He's been there two weeks, and he learned. Nice, very Japanese. Yeah, just buckle down with the books. I've got this, guys. Yeah, he's <laughs> fourth best, fourth best in my squad, behind nice. Oscar Satutu, just ahead of Xavier Numia. Is that because everyone else is bad, or he was good? Uh, he was, he's middle of the road, like I had a couple of, sh- and he's, the guys just below him aren't too far below him, and then fucking K2 and K just had dog shit. <laughs> too bad. Yeah. Although I think K okay. actually does got concussed, so shame, we can't shit on him too hard. And yeah, let's go to the next Saturday match, and that was Brumbies versus Force. Apparently the worst team in the league, according to Alex. Worst squad in the league, according to Alex. And the second worst squad, according to Ben. So, yeah. yeah so that's interesting, Ben, that you break the Brumbies so poorly. <laughs> but yeah, no shame. Um, I, I watched the first half of this, then I had to go. So, I, But yeah, this was a very Australian game, I felt, the, the half I watched. Yeah, I'm trying to remember... Um, it was okay. I mean, it was the Brumbies. Like even when they win, they don't really excite you. Mm. Um, you know, Samu. I think Samu the, did alright in the first half. I remember him. Yeah, uh, I like watching Samu. I think the highlight of this game was him when he almost scored his try and got cross cover tackled by Jack McGregor, who's the forceful back. Um, oh, yeah. And that, that, that was was that the one where the commentary was like, "Where the fuck did he come from?" Holy yeah, shit. They were, like, they were like giving why did the fullback just come like, out of nowhere for a cross-cover catch? Yeah. Like <laughs> Who would expect him to be at the back? Yeah. Who would they expect a like fullback just coming out of, out of the wings to tackle him? Oh, Christ. I was like, oh, at this point. No, but... Yeah. No, what was the other... Was it this game as well where, they, where, the ref, where the, they would like over the ref's mic? Like, wrong, no, or was that last week? Uh, I think that was... Uh, I think that was... Or it tells the Reds game, I can't remember. But, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, anyway, I like they gave a lot of credit to Jack Gregor for me cross cover tackle when that's one of his main jobs. I mean, it was a good tackle, but it was a good tackle because like, he just slammed into him essentially on his side. Like, if he'd put yeah. his head down and kept running, he would have scored the try, but he sort of also took somebody took his foot off the gas a bit, and McGregor just fucking flew into him with, I think, slightly more force than he was expecting. Well, yeah, I think I think Sami like hesitated slightly, yeah. and like maybe second guessed his finish. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was a good tackle. 
I just like I don't think that it was that impressive that he was there in the first place. I think it was more impressive that he was successful once getting there. Yeah, that he managed um, to slam him out of the field. Yeah. And I think I'm trying to remember if it was this game or the other game. I'm just looking at the scores. There's like quite an impressive symmetry. 42-14 Brummies yeah. and 46-14 Reds. Um, I, I can't quite remember which game it was, so maybe I'll just apply the semblance to both. But it was a period where one of the teams was like making a lot of tackles in their own line, and the referees, I mean the commentators, were praising their defense. I think that was and, the force at one point. I do remember yeah, that. Yeah, might have been. And I just remember thinking, and I, I, probably, I think I tweeted it as well, but like there's a difference between good tackling and good defense. Yeah. And the fact that you make all your tackles on your own try line to prevent try being scored, even if you end up giving away a penalty, which is what usually happens, that's good tackling. But if the, yeah, if the enemies well. are not challenge, if the opposition are not challenging you, then it's not really good defense. Yeah, look, if it's if all just Australian one-off running bullshit, then yeah, it's not oh, good but, defense. But, but, but that's that's kind of the the difference though because on your own line it's really only tackling because basically what you do is you light up a man if he gets the ball you tackle him yeah well i mean pretty much but like if the defense is not quick i mean if the the offense is asking questions of you but they're not like running crazy lines or even a rolling ball or something um or you know going wide and they're just doing one or forward runners which, I mean, to be fair, I don't think it's a pity Australian thing. I think it happens a lot of the time in, in South Africa. But no, like, and, and also in this, it's not completely ineffective. But you're not testing a team's defense that no, you're not. just hoping to no, run that's... someone over, basically. You, yeah. Exactly. Like, it's you know, physical. Gain the meter, like. Yeah. yeah, and, like, that's the thing. So if a team is able to repel that kind of attack, I'll give them credit. Uh, but I won't credit their defense, necessarily. I'll credit their tenacity and accuracy and the discipline. But like their defensive patterns, or like their reading of the, of like what what the ball carriers can do, is not being tested. So mm. you, I wouldn't give them credit for that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I certainly wouldn't praise them for like the defense. I, I'd praise them for something else. Anyway, just a bugbear that I've got about like about those situations. It happens. It happens. No, it's just like sorry, it's like Lucanio Am is a great defender. Yes. But you you wouldn't want him stop trying to stop Sonatom Malolo three meters from the line. No. Yeah, it's the same. Like I don't think he's a, an especially good tackler. Yeah. But I think he's a very good defender. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I think yeah, he's in the right place often, but he might get run yeah. over quite regularly. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, should we move on? Yeah, let's move on to Saturday, which saw. Chiefs versus Blues. Chiefs carry on with their winning ways, so to speak. Fuck, this first half was a bore to watch, though. It was good. Uh, I don't know. This is one of those games where, like, then there were like no tries scored, but still kind of it kept you in the game a little bit. Mm. I just I don't understand. Oh yeah, the Blues. I I have loads of issues with the Blues at the moment. But I think most yeah. of the they should yeah they should be a lot better. No, than they it's are. well. This is what I was saying is that they don't seem to know what their strengths are. Like, we were joking about it earlier, but they, they were trying to rolling more. If, yeah. since I've been watching the Blues, since... Since you've been a Blues 2000, fan. Yeah, since I was a Blues fan for almost four days. 
No, like honestly, since since I've been watching the Blues since about the year 2000, I think they've scored five or only more tries, maybe. Yeah. But they keep on, you know, they keep on knocking on that door, and I don't know why. Like they don't seem to, they don't realize that. Okay, you, we're not good at this. I mean, mm. let's stick to something else. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's difficult because like they they were like have their hackles hackles up hackles 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 up hackles, um, think, yeah. like a week. Yeah, hackles is uh, what I usually do to people. But like, basically, they were upset when people compared their Ford pack to like a South African Ford pack. And then they tried um, to do a South African thing by ro- with a rolling mall. And yeah. I think maybe that's why they like, did it, just to prove to us that they're not a South African forward pack, because they don't know how to do a rolling well, mall. Point, point proven, yeah. Like, basically... <laughs> Guys, please, they, don't call us that. They convinced me that they are nothing like a South African forward pack. But, I mean, you know, like it, we, we sort of see flashes of what they could be when, like, Akira's on the wing... Uh, or like Hoskins on the wing, but like I don't know if they've got the tight five to really utilize like both Akira and Hoskins in the same way. If that makes sense, because mm-hmm. I mean they're both kind of like what Ben would call like crew players. You have to do a certain number of basic things right in order for guys like Akira and Hoskins to 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 be able to play to their strengths. And I'm not sure that having a midfield like or you know someone like Harry Plummer, I maybe I'm scapegoating him, but I feel like Harry Plummer is a problem. And if they had a proper centre like T.J. Fane who is starting for them, I feel like that would solve a lot of their issues and give them the kind of like structural shape that would allow them to play the kind of forward game that they want to play. Because at the moment they got like three fly halves in black plumber and perfecter, and they're trying to play all three at once. You can't oh, do that yeah. and play both Satoshi and Akira. It's just too much, like too luxury. So at some point someone's got to do the shitty job that guys like Damien Delende or Morris Lowe or Jeremy Ward do at center if you want to have that much flair yeah. at this board. Or, if you want to have that much flair in the back line and play guys like Plummer and, and Rico at centre, neither of whom are proper centres, then you need a, a forward, uh, this forward like, um, even Blake Gibson, like, I know he's injured, but like, you yeah, know, those like sorts of workhorses. Guys who will just put their heads down, make tackles, head rocks. Yeah. You can't afford to have so many guys willing to make something happen. You, you need a guy like like Richie Gray, who literally will go like four games without touching the ball. Yeah. Or so, but, 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 but this is this is the thing. So much Matt Todd would how, like, also be a good one. Yeah. No. I'm just thinking. I'm just dreaming of Matt Todd now. I'm missing. Yeah. But but, but Alex is talking about how like. Plummer is like a, a luxury player if you want. Oh, he's just superfluous. And, and he's it, like their third fucking yeah, fly off. No, but a luxury thing. player inherently it's like a high risk, high reward. I don't think. I don't think. Well, it's, it's, not, it's not. It's not even high risk. It's you have to create the circuit. But to me, Plummer's payoff isn't that great. Yeah, I don't think he's a luxury player. I even, think he's even shit. When, no, but even when Plummer's say hypothetically Plummer's having the game of his life. Does he single-handedly win you the game? 
No, so I don't think Plum is a luxury head. I think having three flowers in the back line is a luxury. Yeah, so, um, but they don't really distribute particularly well. Like, I, I wasn't like, oh, fuck, how are Caleb Clark and Talia getting so much ball? Like, how are they? Like, you know, I don't find the ball fuzzes, his, uh, like, fuzzes up and down their back line. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that's part of the problem is that, like, they've got three flowers and two of them are shit. But <laughs> basically... I think it's so. I mean, maybe I'm buying into the South African model of inside centers a bit too much. But like, the way I kind of see it is that you need someone. No, no, no. But but but, but I feel there's a. I mean, you, you call a, it the SA time, model, but there's a time and a place for. Yeah. Like, no, no. But I, I don't. I don't think every team needs the Allender. No, definitely. No. You need someone who I, can carry it over like, the, like, the I, game I line think someone, through attack say, like, two, in the in the Crusaders or whatever, like the Allender probably wouldn't be that good. No, but that's because they have workhorses and guys. Yeah, like, it's because like the Tom works Christie. the works the works done elsewhere. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so you don't need, but yeah, you can't. Basically, they've they've skipped, they've they've kind of done it too much. Oh, it's fine. We'll make it up somewhere else. Oh, it's fine. We'll make it up somewhere else. Oh, it's fine. We'll yeah. until yeah, the whole oh, squads are fine. We're making it up. Somewhere. Exactly. No, no one's doing the basics here. Yeah, so like the Crusaders keep it really simple. They've got like hard working forwards and no like relatively little flair in the forward pack other than let's say Kurt Taylor. And then very flary backline players and yeah. a, an abundance of those. They've got like guys, you know, playing Havili at twelve is quite a luxury, but it works for them because they don't have like an Akira or a Hoskins Institute in loose forwards. They've got guys like Cullen Grace and uh, you know the other guy I can't remember his name now oh but, um Talitui Avili yeah, Talitui somewhere yeah whoever you know all, but all their forwards like whoever's injured whoever comes in their forward pack is like usually a hard worker the Crusaders don't really invest in guys like Akira's or mm. you, even like an RDE or a Tupi Karifi like they they like just <laughs> like, who, who's convinced New Zealand Tupi Karifi's good well, he's not necessarily good, but he's hard working. Basically, Ben, um, what ha- what for, for <laughs> your theory with the wrong Jordy Barrett, with your theory theory to, for Jordy Barrett to shine, he looks his best when Karifi's in the team. Karifi's there uh, as like yeah, yeah. as Jordy yeah, Barrett's yeah. like inspire inspiration. Oh, he's yeah, like, man, I'm doing well for so this sorry. game. I I I I digress. Sorry, Ellie. No, it's fine. I mean, I I think I'm in point. Like, you you know what the Crusaders bring like they bring like a hard working forwards and then a flare back line and it's totally fine for for teams to you know throw a sort of wild card and lose forward or like a luxury player like a CPC for example if you want to go that way but you know someone who like ranges a bit more chills in the wing like a bit of a like either a Cody Taylor or a Dan Coles or an Akira or whatever but then you need to make it up elsewhere and that's why I usually see guys like Ryan Crotty at center or um, even I don't know. Like I feel like guys so, so like Hunter Pasami. Do, do, do you think Ryan Crotty was the balance for Kieran Reed in the yeah. Crusaders? Yeah, hundred no, percent. Alex, Alex, I think you actually you might be onto something that if you're you need basically you allowed one flare player between your inside center and your loose forwards. Pretty much, that's how I feel. Yeah. Like I mean, maybe I can, I can buy that to be honest. Yeah, maybe outside center, like uh, but. You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's like a certain balance that needs to be struck. And the Blues are, are greedy because they've got guys like, um, you know, 
playing a key answer to you is already a risk. But if you're going to then pick three flowers in the back line in the form of Black, Plumber, and Perfetta, and you're going to have a flare wing like Ricaoni who's doubling up a center, then like you're short on just someone who yeah, you disappears needing, of the you game. Needing, like, like, honestly, you're needing to Falato to hit like 130 rucks a game. Pretty much, yeah. Like, so, I mean, honestly, I would start TJ Fane. Like, I think he's the missing piece of the puzzle. If they just played him at center with Rico, I feel like things would go so much better for them because they just have someone who's doing the basics and, like, who was, in this case, in most cases, the third loose forward, but in this case, second loose forward, to go along with... Uh, who started for them with... Um, Papali. Yeah, Papali. So Papali is a perfect example. Papali is one of those, like, hard-wing guys. Yeah. I mean, no, he's so exa- Exactly. You, you didn't even know his name. Yeah, we like because yeah, his head was down, he was rucking over. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking now. Okay, he actually he carried more than Akira did. But, <laughs> no, but um, yes, but I think he carries differently to Akira. Yeah, he carried more than Akira, but, but, he, but he's, he, he's probably he meters made, more than half. He made twenty tackles, hmm. and Akira literally made one. Classic Akira. And like, you can't afford your your flanker making your blind one blindside flank as well. Like, that's very poor. Yeah. So, I don't know. The the balance is just off. And I, I really think they could fix a lot of the issues by playing TJ Fine and Center. Anyway, that's my long-winded analysis. Um, I wouldn't be upset. Uh, just just, just uh, comment on the Chiefs. I don't think Trask is the answer to anything. Yeah, if, Tr- if Trask is the answer, I don't want to know the question. Um, yeah, because... Well, the question is, who did Rich Whenever the Chiefs that do something good, Trask isn't involved. Yeah. And last week when they took when they took Trask off, suddenly everything was looking a whole lot slicker. Yeah. Well, I mean, so I'm looking at the stats again, and he made eight carries, sixteen passes, and Damian McKenzie made fourteen carries, twenty-one passes. So he had a lot more. He just touches on the ball. So they're obviously aware of that. The fact that the that D-Mac makes her a better first receiver, um, but 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 D-Mac's a weird one because I feel he's a better first receiver when he's playing fullback. Yeah, that I mean they obviously because I thought after last week they would just move him to ten and play JSD at fullback. Obviously, so they, did Adam. Yeah, <laughs> so that <laughs> they obviously feel like that's kind of showing your hand a bit too much. Like the whole point of D-Mac being an effective first receiver is that you don't necessarily see him as such. So, enough, but don't they have Bryn Gatlin or someone else? Uh, he, uh, he's done this, but... Oh, the Bryn Gatlin move. Yeah. Okay. They must have another fly-off somewhere. Uh-huh. Why don't they get one of the Blues fly-offs? But Harry Plummer, that's a sideways move. True. Maybe I shouldn't talk about this because I feel like I own that core in fancy rugby. But like Luke Jackson <laughs> and Sam Cannon are playing really well. Brad Weber, I think, is playing really well. Yeah, he's not Anton Leonard Brown is playing really badly. But he played badly last season as well. I feel like he's just carrying on form at this point. He's just tanked. Like he's not the player he was. But maybe, I'll tell you who is playing maybe well. Maybe I've got a theory. Uh, yeah. Daniel Leonard Brown, like Freaky Friday with 
Anton <laughs> Leonard Brown, and it's actually Daniel Leonard Brown's consciousness <laughs> in Anton Leonard Brown's body. When, when I not saw sure Anton Leonard Brown the other day, I was like, you know what? He's really looking like Daniel's brother at the moment. So maybe, maybe you're Sorry. onto something, man. There we go. But, <laughs> like uh... I was going to say, Quinton Tupai is playing really well. He played Heat this weekend. He was really yeah, he, he actually broke nine tackles and made four King Hendricks. Like, I mean, set aside, like you, he's one of the standout players. He was the, really busy on the field though, as well. Like he yeah. was, you always saw him involved. I like him. He was essentially what the Blues needed. Someone like him, like someone. No, like, no I'm joking. He was no, no he was still in the Rico no, though, I think anyone could do with a player who breaks nine tackles, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think he's the exact mold they need. Basically, the Blues need, like, Jeremy Ward. Fuck, are you making, yeah, you're just much. trying to make the Blues and second favorite team after the Giltinis at this point. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, so that's it. Yeah, last game of the week, and, and we can call this <laughs> the death knell in Penny's Waratah's career, and that's the Tars losing to the Reds. Yeah. In Sydney, I forget they always played like six different stadiums. I forget which one this was. Um, yeah, this one, as we said earlier, fairly symmetrical score to the Force team losing to the losing. So yeah, I think not a bad shot. Two perfect Tongan Thor managed to pick up. A try and a little goose step in Ben's favorite headline of the weekend. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm trying. So I watched this game, but like I didn't. I had to go out at this point. That's why. So mm. I couldn't just. I, I, I was going to get in trouble if I watched another. If I spent another whole morning watching rugby, two week, two yeah, mornings. Fair Next weekend, hopefully, I get the chance. I missed. I missed uh, half the cheese game. Well, I watched on my phone, but it was we had breakfast and I. Uh, Insist on being left at home to watch the Australian game, which is a bit counterintuitive. Yeah. But um, basically, I felt like the scoreline kind of flattered the Reds a little bit. I mean, to, uh, let me not say that because I think the Reds were really good. But I, when I think back to this game, I feel like the Waratahs didn't play that badly. Like I actually thought the the centre combination of um, Zaya Parisi and I saw me. No, the the, no. the um the Waratah Center. Oh, uh, uh, sorry. Does that mean? Uh, no, Simone. No, Simone is Brumbies. Yeah, I'm trying to remember now. It's that. No. Um, it'll come to me eventually. Completely bank. But anyway, Bruce, I thought played pretty well. Um, and uh, the other center who's name I've gone blank on, I thought played pretty well. There's like a couple of. I feel like they're so close to. Just being competitive, you know. Jack Grant is pretty meh. Um, Will Harrison is very young, so I think he's up and down. But like, he's not bad. Uh, the centres played pretty well. Jack Maddox or any of the other fullbacks in the, particularly in the Aussie Conference. And um, you know, I've been really impressed by guys like uh, Colozano and. Um, you know, Harry Johnson, Holmes, Gus Bell, like they got competitive tight forwards. Yeah. Okay, let me not say tight forwards because their their second row is terrible. Oh, Lalakai Fuketi, sorry. That was gonna. I don't know. I don't know why I forgot his name, but yeah, I mean, they've got dodgy second rows like Sam Wikes and whatever. Ken um, is not injured, dead. 
Oh, yeah. But, like, you know, until quite recently, we were talking about their front row in guys like Tom Robertson, who's now with the Force, and Harry Johnson Holmes, who, um, you know, he's quite versatile between loose and tight head, Angus Bell, etc. So, I, like, the fact that they're lo- losing by 30 plus points feels disproportionate to me. Like, doesn't feel like a true reflection of how bad or good they are. Um, I mean, it's hard to argue with the scoreboard, I know, but I, like, I feel maybe I'm just, like, not super impressed by the rest of the Aussie teams, but I feel like there isn't that much separating the Waratahs, the Force, and the Rebels. I feel like the Brumbies and the Reds are on another level, and their squads reflect that, and so do their performances. But like, I'm mean, looking at the the um, the log. I think Waratahs had like a negative 150 points difference or something, and that just doesn't feel reflective of where they are. So yeah, but they've gotten drummed in like all their games, where it's like I think the Force have like squeaked away with a lot closer wins. Yeah, when obviously the force beat them, so that yeah. doesn't help. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel sorry for them, I guess. Oh, it's kind of nice to see that, like, because they're essentially Australian Saracens. They were like the Golden Boys and all that. So it's kind of nice to see that sort of, as well, that every dog yeah. has its day, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a d- degree to which you kind of want to see them well just because they're with the Golden Boys. But, uh, yeah, I mean, let's not forget that they they were sunk by three latest tries by Alex Mafia, two of which I think were just really more tries. Yeah. And so, yeah. And, like, the, the third one was close range. Uh, this is like, one of these, if you're losing, say, 25-10 with 15 minutes to go, like, what's, what's the real point? Yeah. But, I mean, I, I don't think... I mean, Alex Murphy's tries were kind of... Not against the run of play, obviously, because he came from walls, but, like... They're not, I, they're not built out of, like, sheer moments of brilliance. They're just built out of the fact that no one in Australia has le- learned how to defend a rolling ball. Yeah, pretty much. Like, if you want a rolling ball, then you'll probably score a try. And at least in Africa that, you know, there's, like, a tit-for-tat... You kind of see rolling balls like going both ways equally, which is boring as hell, but at least it's kind of fair. And did, in, did in, you see the who had their try denied? Uh, uh, Valentini, maybe. Might have been Fanger. Fanger no, had a try. It was a, it was a flank, and basically they transferred the ball to him, and mm. then they just. They said no. That was like it was like shifting the point, and honestly, it just looked like they were passing the rolling ball back, like down the passing the ball back down the rolling ball. It was a really weird call, okay. yeah. and the commentators were like, mm, "Yeah, they got this perfectly right." I was like, "You guys have no fucking clue. <laughs> have classic, idea. classic Australian commentary." Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that does it for this weekend for us. Cool. Um. Yeah. So. Preparation games are finished, as we said, or as I think I see uh, Supersport calls it, the kickoff matches. Storm has managed to pull off a big win against the Lions. 
Sharks pulled off a big win against the Bulls. Cheetahs drummed EP Elephants. And Greg was fairly level, just, just beat Pumas. Just a little roundup of that. That's finished. We're looking ahead to the Rainbow Cup. And last but not least, let's just run through Superbrew now that I've got you two here. Sure. So Friday, 2nd of April, Tars versus Brumbies. Brumbies by? Uh, it's got to be Tars. New coach bounce. They, they do <laughs> yeah, a win. They do a win. I mean, Penny was Penny was the problem, right? Yeah. What, what, what does Adam say? Like, mathematically, they've lost so many, they have to win one now. Uh, what, what are we going to say that's because that's our stats week. I'll say Brumby's by about 30 30 oh, at least okay I'm going all the way down to 30 it's a lot of scrolling um, let's see next one Rebels Reds Rebels to continue winning uh, ways or Reds to continue even more winning ways surely the Reds yeah that's going to be good by like I'll be very disappointed like at least the Rebels I was going to say like by like two tries 14-15 there somewhere Yep, that's so yeah. fine. Cool, cool, cool. And going over to New Zealand in the mirror of the first week, we've got Crusaders versus Highlanders. Um, I'm assuming Crusaders are going to draw the Highlanders now for this one for for almost oh, for almost getting dirt on their their jerseys for, for the <laughs> first round. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I'll say fifteen. Okay, I'm happy with 15. And then Blues, Canes. Canes oh. to continue winning ways. This is in Auckland, though. I, I'm i going to predict that uh, Plummer won't get picked this week. And oh, that's, you're going to predict that old... Who's the coach? Leo McDonald? Or is that? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to predict Leo McDonald's a listener and he's going to play TJ Fahani and solve the yes. problem. Oh, exactly. I wouldn't be too upset by that because I wouldn't mind picking him up. He's an old stalwart of my squad. Yeah, I was about to say, he is, he is a second tier math center. Yeah, he's been in, I think he's been in more squads of mine than English has, to be fair. No, Matt, English, is the, you, English must be in your team now, just secretly. <laughs> I've got a separate spreadsheet that's just 15 combinations. <laughs> Yeah, okay. So what are we going to do? Uh, blues. So I, I, I'll say blues. I'll say blues. Blues by what? Uh, not much, but like three. Okay. Ben, what do you say? Yeah, I'll say blues just because of, cause of home ground. So, uh, okay, I'm happy. Yeah, blues by like by three. Like, yeah, I'm fine with three. I was going to say five. But... Okay, three then. Because I, I was going to... Because four is fucking stupid. No, it'll never be four. No, by Mark four, my you, words. Yeah. But, the margin will never be four. Okay. It's going to be four. It's going to be four. We're going to miss out on that fucking <laughs> if, if that bonus point. Four, 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 four. Take that to the back. Everyone's fucking betting hurricanes by four as well just to fuck with us. Yeah, as a fucking putting their houses on it. Yeah. Okay, cool. So that does now round everything off for us. Thanks, guys. And everyone else, thanks for listening. I think this is going to be just shy of 90 minutes. So. Oh. Oh. We could do we could we could do better, but next time, guys, next time. Next but yeah, time. Alex, thanks for joining me on this afternoon. 
Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me. Always appreciate it. Yeah, and Ben, thanks for joining us. I mean, you've got less of your afternoon left, early evening for you. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm done now. I'm, I'm going home for the day. Yeah. Yeah. Ben, Ben's you work's finished. Like, so. Ben's, Ben's technically working overtime by like 15 minutes. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm 14 minutes of overtime, guys. I, <laughs> I don't, don't, I've never worked overtime before. I don't know how to claim. <laughs> like, guys, I'm, Ben's like sitting in, if only you were in the office, like just quietly sitting in the dark of the office. Like, how do I leave? <laughs> fuck it happened to my boss once at the old law firm that the, he was working late and someone else was working late and they didn't check he was still there and he didn't have his office keys and they just locked him in and armed the alarms <laughs> and when he got that up happened, that actually happened to me once then, I had my keys but it, I was bad like like me in particular <laughs> when you say working late Alex you mean fell asleep fell asleep at the desk and woke up <laughs> cannot comment <laughs> okay guys cheers Sure you guys. Yes,